Hi there, this is How to Choose, the show that helps you make better decisions and improve your judgment. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tessa. And I'm Ken. And in this, our fifth season of How to Choose, we're looking at eight attributes of good decision makers. Now, Ken, do you think that geniuses are generally successful people? Well, look, I would say, Tess, if I apply my system one fast thinking, I'd say yes, uh, because you'd imagine that being a genius would give you a great head start for success. But I'm actually going to assume that the answer is a little bit more complex than that. Yep. Like most things in life, nothing is guaranteed. And just because you may have won the genetic lottery for intelligence doesn't mean that you will necessarily be successful. You know, there are lots of reasons for this. Things like boredom, ego, inaction, and procrastination are some of them. Yeah, look, that makes sense. It does remind me that there was a kid that I went to school with who was an incredibly talented sportsman. I remember he was in grade eight and he was fooling around at lunchtime and he broke the high school open uh, high jump record. Uh, and then on another occasion, there was an inter-school sports competition and he hadn't done any training. He went along and he won seven events on the day. So he excelled at every sport that he tried and he was earmarked for great things by coaches, but he seemed to lack the drive to want to pursue a professional sporting career. Wow. So much potential, but maybe he lacked purpose, which is the focus of our episode today. Now, Ken, have you read Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers? Look, I'm familiar with the book, but I haven't actually read it. It's, I would definitely recommend it. It's a, a good read and quite, quite a page turner. And in it, he describes a 1920s study by psychologist Lewis Terman, who began investigating the emotional and social development skills of kids with genius IQ scores. Now, while many did end up becoming very successful and earning higher than average incomes, he noted that most pursued pretty humble occupations, including police officers, sailors, typists, and filing clerks. And he ultimately concluded that intelligence and achievement were far from perfectly correlated, you know, just like your friend where, you know, talent and achievement aren't necessarily correlated. And even more interestingly, in a follow-up study, researcher Melita Odin compared the 100 most successful subjects from the study, Group A, to the 100 least successful, Group C. And while they essentially had the same IQs, those in Group C only earned slightly above the average income, and they had higher rates of alcoholism and divorce than individuals in Group A. What do you think the difference was between the two groups, Ken? Well, I wonder thinking about it, if it was some sort of environmental factor, is that what caused it? Yeah, I'm sure environment played a, played a part, but what they were really unpacking was more sort of personality traits and tendencies. And they found that those in group A tended to demonstrate things like a desire to excel, perseverance, prudence, forethought, and willpower. And as adults, they generally had three traits that many in group C did not have. Goal orientation, self-confidence, and perseverance. Now, these are all characteristics that we are exploring in this season to some extent, but to me, they're all related to purpose, uh, which we're going to really unpack today. You know, without purpose, it's hard to set goals. Without purpose, how will you persevere through challenges? And purpose also does bring with it confidence too. Ken, do you consider yourself to be someone who has purpose in your life? Or maybe you do in some areas, but don't in others? Yeah, look, I would say in some areas uh, more than others. Certainly, I, I think it's important and I feel much more motivated when I have a clear sense of purpose. And sometimes I feel 
a bit at a loss when I can't clarify what my purpose is for doing something. Uh, but let, for the listeners, let's just define purpose. It's here defined as the reason for which something is done or created or a person's sense of resolve or determination. I find I sometimes need to create purpose deliberately too. For example, while I am motivated to be fit and healthy, I can definitely fall out of my running and exercise routine when life gets busy. But as soon as I sign up for a fun run or event, my purpose for running is definitely renewed and my motivation and dedication does go up. Similarly, I'm pregnant at the moment and I find that my determination for a healthy lifestyle is at the highest probably it it ever is. So, you know, it's really easy to do things like give up alcohol and I try to mostly abstain from caffeine and sugar too, which would be really, really hard in my regular life. Everyone's different though and for some people, sugar and caffeine may be the only things that get you through the sickness and exhaustion of the first trimester. But I actually really enjoy the abstinence and figured this is a really short time and I might as well capitalize on my strong purpose, which is that I want to make a healthy baby. Yeah. Well, firstly, on behalf of everyone who's hearing this news for the first time, congratulations. Thank We're you. all very excited for you and Michael and Flo. That's awesome. Um, but yes, this is definitely relatable and even something that's slightly less important than the health of your baby, like the preparation of this podcast, um, is also impacted by the sense of purpose and pressure. I think as soon as we set a date for recording, I'm focused and motivated to make sure that I'm ready to go. Oh, I'm so, so the same. I'm definitely full uh, victim to procrastination if we don't have a deadline. Now, Ken, purpose is also related to another idea, which is intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation. Can you explain these terms for us, Ken? Yes. So intrinsic motivation is an inner drive that propels a person to pursue an activity, not for external rewards, but because the action itself is enjoyable and it aligns with internal values. Extrinsic motivation, on the other hand, is connected with an outside outcome a pressure or a reward. And I know that any school teachers listening will be very familiar with the term as it's a concept that's often explored in teacher training where you're really trying to tap into intrinsic motivation for your students. You don't want to be constantly trying to offer prizes or you know, in external motivations. You want kids to find their own internal drive to, to learn. And we can actually encourage intrinsic motivation in others, particularly children, in the way that we talk about effort and achievement. Studies have found that offering external praise or rewards for something we already find internally rewarding can actually reduce our intrinsic motivation. And it's an idea known as the over-justification effect. There's a 2008 study that looked at children who were rewarded for playing with a toy that they'd actually already expressed interest in playing with. And they became less interested in the item after being externally rewarded. And sadly, you can actually undermine the intrinsic motivation so fully that the person becomes solely extrinsically motivated. Yeah, I've read this before. I, I find it really fascinating. And it does seem um, that the uh, evidence is pointing to the fact that you can't be both intrinsically and extrinsically motivated. Something seems to happen in our brains that we get confused and lose a sense of of motivation. And I mean, similarly, if you had a, a child that loves competing in running races and as a parent, you decide, oh, I'm going to start giving them $20 every time they win a race. Um, in fact, that could actually stop their intrinsic motivation and purpose for running. 
Yeah, exactly. And if you stop paying up, your kid might turn around and say, what's the point of running if I'm not getting paid? Yeah. And I look, I'm honestly dealing with some of this at the moment with my own um, daughter who's done really well this year in, in school and I think is really motivated intrinsically. Uh, but there was also an offer for a certain amount of money for every A that she got. And uh, and I have been reflecting on this and thinking, well, maybe that's not such a great thing because she was already motivated to do well. So, yeah, I have to proceed carefully with that. Easy money for your talented daughter, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Intrinsic motivation really sounds like another way of describing purpose. So how do we encourage intrinsic motivation and purpose, particularly in a work or a school setting? So Susan Fowler, uh, back in 2019, describes the three basic psychological needs. One, autonomy. People need to believe they have choices. Two, relatedness. People need to deepen their connections with others. And three, competence. People need to have the right skills and the opportunity to show them. So on competence, you can set learning goals rather than result-oriented goals. Ask, how did you grow today and what do you need for tomorrow rather than what did you achieve today? Yeah, and if you're a manager, you could focus on skills development and growth over time so that when you're doing your annual performance evaluation, as we've been doing recently at work, you're asking about that process of development rather than asking, oh, did you fulfill these goals and report write this report by the deadline that we had set? Exactly. And all of these things will encourage more purpose in our work and personal lives rather than encouraging an extrinsic motivation. Now, we know why purpose is important for success and satisfaction um, and how we can develop it in ourselves and others, but how does it help our decision-making? Well, Ken, we really need to align our personal purpose with our career or other purposes. It's not enough to just be purposeful for your own self-improvement uh, in your job. If you don't feel a similar purpose to your organization's goals or understand what the fundamental purpose of the business is, it's really hard to make good decisions. Yeah, so just to reiterate that, in order to make good decisions then, what you're saying, Tess, is we need alignment um, so that a clear purpose then serves as a guiding principle that helps us align our decisions with the organization's overarching mission and goals. And when decision makers understand the purpose, they can best evaluate and make a decision that's based on how well uh, it will contribute to the purpose. Yeah, exactly. And purpose, you know, whether it's at a personal or at an organizational level, it tends to be pretty long-term. You know, it does evolve over time, but the fundamentals tend not to change that much. You know, my purpose for creating a healthy baby doesn't end the day the baby comes out. I'll still have a clear purpose and motivation to bring up a healthy and happy child. And your purpose or reason for running won't drastically change in the years to come either. Yeah, that's right. And I can see how having purpose-driven decision-making would tend to have a long-term perspective. We often talk about that understanding what our why is. I think Simon Sinek talked about that, Start With Why. It was the name of his very popular book. Uh, the how is a little more flexible, but it's the why, it's the purpose that's more enduring. So you're not looking at the short-term goal, but you're looking at how your decision contributes to that overall purpose as an individual or as part of an organization. Yeah, for sure. And a leader with that really clear-eyed uh, and purposeful vision would be more likely to find solutions 
and make decisions that would both address immediate challenges and goals, but would also contribute to that organization's sustained growth and impact as well. And purpose really acts as a reference point for decision-making and helps you make decisions that are strategic and meaningful to the bigger picture. So just as personally having a clear purpose and intrinsic motivation makes your day-to-day decisions easier, you know, Ken, if you're having a regular Sunday run, the decision for you to not go out and drink 10 beers on Saturday night becomes very easy because this is just not aligned with your purpose of a healthy lifestyle and getting up early for that run. Yeah, absolutely. So a clear purpose should also simplify a leader's decision-making too, shouldn't it? Yeah, I totally agree. You know, if you've got two options in front of you and one might offer, say, a bigger profit but doesn't align with your company's environmental standards, then the decision can be really simple if the environment is a clear priority for your company. You know, if your purpose is a bit murkier and the priority of profit versus environment is ambiguous, then that actually becomes a much more challenging decision to make. Yeah, that concept of a murky purpose is illustrated brilliantly in the TV show Succession. If anyone hasn't watched it yet, I highly recommend it. Um, Without giving any spoilers, a core theme of the show is the tension that is created as different characters who are all largely driven by very self-centered interests also try to achieve other goals that are incompatible. And it makes for very, very good TV drama. Um, A brand that I love and my kids also really admire um, that has such a clear purpose is Patagonia. Uh, It may an outdoor wear brand if you're not familiar with it, and it has a crystal clear purpose, uh, which used to say we will build the best product, cause no unnecessary harm, and use business to inspire as their mission statement. But recently, they updated that to make their purpose even clearer. Their mission is to be in business to save our home planet. Now, just to be clear, Patagonia is not a sponsor of the show, but if the company is listening, please reach out, as Tessa and I would be very happy to receive some free merchandise. Very much so. Uh, I mean, that's such a purpose-driven statement, isn't it? And it would so easily inform every single decision that the company makes. You know, I love Patagonia too, but it is so expensive. Uh, But knowing your dollar is going towards saving the planet definitely helps making that decision. Uh, We can also bring this back to the personal level for decision-making. If you're motivated and also purposeful towards saving our planet, then decisions just become so much easier. So, for example, why I enjoy clothes and shopping, I do have a deeper purpose of living sustainably and reducing my carbon footprint. So that doesn't align with the decision to shop at fast fashion outlets or even, to be honest, Patagonia very often. So instead, 90% of my clothes and my family's are secondhand. And I'm just not that tempted by shopping centers as it doesn't align with that deeper purpose. All right. So now it's time to get into the practical part of this episode. How do we cultivate purpose to make us better leaders and better decision makers? Ken, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but reflection is the key. You need to identify what you care about. You know, is it your health, the environment, or just making lots of money? And part of this is reflecting on what really matters most, the why, as you you said before. Yeah, and there's the trite idea of imagining yourself on your deathbed uh, and asking, what do you regret not doing more of? Uh, Most people are not going to say, oh, I regret not doing more overtime at work, or I regret not going to more meetings. Definitely not more meetings. Um, 
you know, but most of us do have to go to work. So how can we make sure that the work we are doing is purposeful? One thing is you need to recognize your own strengths and talents and trying to find a work that aligns with that while also having a broader purpose that you support. You know, if you're really motivated by wealth and comfort, being an investment banker might be the best choice for you. But if you're unsure, then I would give you the same advice that MP Allegra Spender gives in episode four of season two. Try before you buy. Volunteer, job shadow, and just try different things out to see if they align with your purpose. Yeah, that's a good reference, actually. And I'd really, I think it's very worthwhile checking out that interview if you haven't listened to it already. I really enjoyed what Allegra had to say. Um, Look, you can also look to the people that you admire who you think are living purposeful lives. Now, that's not necessarily people like Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, I think that then just becomes a little bit intimidating. But regular people who are leading purposeful lives and making daily decisions that align with their purpose and their values is, is I think, a, a great starting point. So, Ken, to wrap us up, what's your key takeaway from today's episode? Well, look, I think the key message is, is actually a really simple message, but it's very, very important. And that is that purpose becomes our North Star when it comes to decisions. If you have no purpose in a particular area of your life, then you will find it really hard to make decisions. Once you have purpose, it clears the fog and it helps you find your way. So my takeaway is personally, I need to make some more time regularly to reflect on what my purpose is in work and family, etc. And Look, I've been doing it very recently. I've I've just signed up to start doing something, um, some volunteer work with migrants in uh, our city. And that's something that I know has been important to me for a long time, but it's just never happened. So I think this is a really good impetus to follow through and say, yeah, that's something I value. I'm going to do that. So you can check back in on that in coming episodes, Tess. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited to hear the progress, Ken. And hopefully that will inspire some of our listeners to go out and find some of their purpose too. So what was your key takeaway, listener? And remember to teach a friend because it will help the learning stick. And if you're enjoying this new season, please make sure to subscribe to How to Choose. Then you will be sure never to miss an episode when it drops. Also, you can visit us at goodbetterright.com.au. And next episode, we'll be exploring the trait of realistic optimism. So tune in for some more insights into the attributes of good decision makers. Bye for now.